The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Brandon Blau, Fire Chief City of Springfield. How you doing? Great. What do you have have going? You had open houses? Tell me what's going on. Let's get the important stuff out of the way. So th- we're getting ready to give a uh, test for anyone who wants to be a prospective firefighter for the city of Springfield. And one of the things that, you know, we've, we've wanted to do, this is a, a national issue as far as uh, attracting uh, good candidates. We, I tell you what, People just aren't coming out and signing up for the fire service like they used to. So we're trying to be a little more proactive, uh, make sure that we put our people in front of them. Uh, We think that a good grassroots way of making sure that people understand what we do is to open our places up and let people come in and interact with firefighters and they can get their their questions answered. So we've done two of them. We did one. The first one was uh, over in your old neck of the woods at uh, 19th and Converse, Absolutely. Uh, number four. Uh, then we went to to Station 5, which is at Martin Luther King and Clay, and we had good good turnout at both of those. Our last one is going to be at Station 2, which is at 2810 Stevenson Drive. Um, it's the one with the uh, training facility behind it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to go put a sign in the yard out there and try and let people know. We're trying to get the word out, obviously, as much as we can. Come in. We're going to have some sandwiches, let you just – talk to our guys and, and get some information and hopefully get you signed up male and female both obviously absolutely i mean we need we want uh across the board where you know we'd really like to see and and, and you know every almost every month it seems like at city council you know somebody wants to talk to us about minority recruiting and, and we're we're really working towards that we'd like to get where we want to be we we'll, we would love for our fire department to look more like our community uh, and that's one of the reasons why we're putting these open houses on, too, is we want to make it as easy as possible for people to come get information and talk to us and neighbors. You know, I, I laugh a little when I'm watching the council on TV and somebody brings up minority hiring and diversity. And I'm thinking, where you folks been? Have you not been paying attention? This is Springfield. These people have been working at this for 30, 40, 50 years, both the police and fire department. They have urged. And do you not know that every other community in the world is competing against you doing the same thing? These people are busting their tails trying to get minorities involved, diversity, and you act like they're not doing it. It really kind of irritates me. Like, have you not been paying attention? Did you just come into town on a truckload of turnips or something? Because this has been an issue in this city for a long time. And every chief, every mayor, every administration has tried to address it. It's a challenge not only there, but you're competing against the Bloomingtons, the Champagnes, and every place else. Am I Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. We and and one of the things is is that uh, we we kind of pilfer off of our own departments too. You know, we have we have folks on the fire department that used to work at CWLP. They used to be cops. They used to work for public works. Sure. And and so you know when if you if you get a great minority candidate and you're able to to get them onto the fire department and you pilfer it away from another department, then I've I've had those directors call me up and say, hey, why are you taking my good people? You know, so it, and it is it's a it's a it's a really tough it's a tough place to be to try and to try and market yourself when with what you have versus obviously in the business world versus the the public side. Uh, you can earn a lot more money doing some stuff, but what we offer, I, I mean, it's really tough to beat as far as a pension system, 
uh, our work schedule's great, and just an exciting, you know, uh, rewarding career. Uh, and that's what we try and make sure that everybody understands is, is, is that it's a career that is worthwhile and that we don't have very many people leave it. Uh, I mean, you know, in today's day and age, you have people who go work for this bank, then they sell insurance, and they try real estate, and they try all sorts of things. And I'm not taking anything away from them, but our people don't do that. They come to the fire department, they stay at the fire department. Fire Chief Brandon Blob is with this. Walk through some numbers. How old do you have to be to become a firefighter? To- to take the test, you got to be twenty. You okay, be twenty-one to actually be hired. This now, is the written test. This is the written test, okay. which is coming up uh, January fifth and seventh. So, uh, if one of those days works better for you than the other, um, you can get signed up online, uh, and you go to our website and you can get signed up there. Uh, and that's www.springfield.illinois or il.us forward slash fire testing, uh, and then you click on the uh, website there. Uh, you that'll ask you a few questions you get signed up and you'll pick a date as far as that goes we're going to have orientation sessions also that's going to be really good for uh anybody who's interested those are going to be on december 10th and december 15th that way you know hopefully you can make one of those i really recommend that anybody who's interested in taking the test comes to those orientations tell me about the test how many questions how many questions? Well, we, well, we just... Me, why don't you give me the answers? This will help everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm asking. So, so uh, the test generally takes about three hours. Do you put it together or is it a... No, somewhere the, the city of Springfield contracts with the company okay. that, that puts Understand. that together. That way it's, you know, it's a test that's used uh, nationwide. Gotcha. You know, it's one of those things where uh, then we can take ourselves out of it so that there can't okay. be any... Anybody who says, well, you, you're able to give certain people answers or anything like that. we I have not seen the test. I don't know how many, t- how it, many questions. Is, is it a yet. pass fail or is it no, like 90, 80, 70? 70, 70, 70 to pass. Okay. Um, so you have to pass it to be on the list. And then you would proceed to the next sta- step, which is the oral interviews. And those will take place in April-ish. And uh, mid-April is what we're looking at on those. And... We, we will also put on, and we've never done this before, but I think that it's something that would be really good. Younger people, I think, you know, versus 25 years ago, a, a lot of younger people haven't had a, a regular standard job. They haven't been to a lot of job interviews. And then, then you take into account that a lot of people, younger people do the majority of their communicating with their thumbs, <sighs> that uh, mm-hmm. when you get them into a situation where they're sitting on a panel, uh, they don't have the experience with, with uh doing the interview process. So what we want to do is try and, and get them uh, to a workshop to learn some skills. Because I've, I've been sitting on some some interviews where you're looking at this, this poor kid and you're like, I know the answers in there and I can't pull it out of you. But I can't give you the points for the interview process if you don't say it. you got to say it. It's it's kind of like the old back to school with Sam Kennison where he's like, say it, yeah. say it. You, know, you, can't, you can't get them to say it sometimes. And I'm pulling the, the metaphorical invisible rope uh, where I'm trying to get it out. Sure. Is, is that the, te- what, the testing is psychological type testing or a personality type testing maybe is a better way to put That's it? When later. you get that three-hour test. So what's the three-hour test all about? The, the written test the is written, basically yeah. a basic skills test. There's okay. some math oh, on it. General there's some stuff. language. Okay. Yes. It, and, there's no, and there's no firefighter stuff on it. It's not like uh, you have That's to have a degree in firefighting right. uh, in order to do well on the test. It's a basic skills test. Too real quick, how, what's the upper age requirement? How old am I going to be before you I'm gotta, too old? You can't be 35 is the top 35. When, you, when, you get, when you get hired. So we'll let, you, we'll let you test up to 34 because generally – 
if we wanted if, if we give the test and we run everything as fast as we can it'll take almost 12 months to get through all that before we actually get a get a class hired at the moment what is the starting salary it is fifty four, fifty six thousand, and that is uh, as an apprentice, and that goes up about ten percent a year for your first four years. Really? Yeah. And opportunity, of course, over time. Sometimes our council members a little chagrined by that word and don't want to hear it, right. but it's reality, is it not? It is. I mean, especially right now, um, and and this is not where we want the fire department to be as far as uh, how many folks that we have working a lot of overtime. But with overtime, there's there's lots of folks earning a lot of money. There's there's lots of folks that are going to make more than me this year. But they've earned it. They've they've gone to work extra hours every darn week to make sure that we have enough people on fire trucks. Okay, you do the written test, then you do the interview. Then if you get through those two, then it's physical part. Is there's, that right? There's a CPAT test, which is basically a physical agility test, and there are classes that you can go and take that will show you how to pass that test and you get up to three tries to pass that. So it is a, it's a, it's a fairly physically demanding test, but you know, an average person in pretty good shape is, is not going to have a problem with it. Um, and then there is a psychological as well. How about EMTs? Is there, is that part of it? I tell you what, this is, and this is why I expect our numbers to be better than the rest of the state. Okay. As far as our, as far as the number of applicants we get is that we don't have a EMT requirement. You don't, we will teach you everything you need to know for our fire department, medical wise and firefighting wise in our academy. We put our own academy on it's tailored to the way that we do business. We've had great success with it. Uh, and it also allows us to, uh, for, for somebody who has not dipped their toe in the water of fire or EMS that we can do that. We can train you to the level we need you. Brandon Blau, Fire Chief, you have somewhere to go? Like you got an appointment? No. Can you stay past 8? I can't. Because I have a couple questions about sure. J- about Jim McMahon that I want to answer. Oh, now. man. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. We can do couple. that. Because every yep. time, don't give me an answer now, because every uh-huh. time I ask him what's uh-huh. the busiest fire station in town, it's always the one he's at. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, yeah. It's I always the one he's at. Agree to disagree, but that's okay. <laughs> fire Chief Brandon Blau, what is the busiest station house in town? As far as call Calls. run volume downtown runs the most number one yes okay downtown uh a lot of that has to do with there's more buildings that have alarms as far as like false alarms uh, automatic alarms that kind of stuff but they also go to the most fires uh centrally located uh you know a lot of our our fires tend to be in the older parts of town. So yep. you're talking central, east, west, uh, north, and south, you know, but the, I mean, mainly central. Uh, so our engine one guys and truck one guys, they run to the most fires for sure, but their their run volume overall is, is high. Uh, Station 5 over Martin Luther King and Clay, uh, it's tapered off a little bit from what it did, you know, 15 years ago, but it's still high. Uh, our North End, uh, 19th and Converse, number four. And then actually uh, number eight, uh, which is on West Monroe over by Starbucks. Uh, they run a lot of calls now. How challenging is that for those folks over there? We talked with the uh, firefighter Tubner the other day, was in here for the drawing and mm-hmm. saying trying to get in and out of there for even fire trucks can be a challenge because of uh, coffee, coffee, coffee. Yes, so people, <laughs> people love their Starbucks. Uh, it can be challenging. Uh, especially, you know, during rush hour, uh, that's a busy intersection anyway. And then you have some pe- times people are peeled all the way down uh, around to the north. Uh, they're on, uh, on, 
Chatham Road, and that makes it more difficult for us. But our guys do a great job as far as making sure. They make a lot of racket coming out of there so that hopefully people see and hear them. Uh, I know that sometimes I'm sure that there's people that wish that we made less racket, but it's in order to keep people safe. So uh, they do a good job as far as that goes. And, uh, you know, we do sit up high in those fire trucks, and that allows us to see the traffic patterns a little bit better too. So, How often can firefighters change locations? I mean, is there a bidding process between which which station house? There is, and it actually just occurred on Tuesday. Oh, really? Uh, Every every year, uh, our people get to have bid day, and it's a real exciting, fun. They have get-togethers at people's houses, and just and people do. It's almost like. March Madness, where they they try and predict where people are going to go and who's going to work together and whether or not they're going to get along. It's funny, uh, but they uh, but that was just Tuesday. So every year, it's one of those things we we've said to people before. You know, sometimes on our job, uh, changing your venue uh, is a great idea because you get to see other parts of the city, how other crews run their calls, um, and sometimes you know you end up working with somebody that. Uh, may not have been your first choice, but you still learn something from them. And I tell people all the time, at worst, it's always going to be a year. And then you can go and try somewhere else. Um, we have lots of places to go, lots of people to work with. Medical responses, are they 80% or 90% of your calls? 65-ish. Okay. Um, 60 to 65. And uh, that, that number is growing uh, every year. A lot of that has to do with uh, the... Uh, demographics age-wise in the city of Springfield. We have a lot of uh, community areas where, you know, we have uh, retirement homes and assisted living facilities and that kind of stuff. So we have, those are getting bigger. We have more calls to those areas. Uh, So that's one of the challenges that we have is trying to figure out uh, how to make sure that we're providing the right type of service to them, uh, but at the same time, keeping our people safe. Because a lot of of times it comes down to... uh, People aren't necessarily sick or hurt, mm-hmm. but they've fallen on the ground and they can't get up, just like the old commercial, you know, that that, that they would call 911 from, from the uh, medical alert. Um, well, that happens in these medical f- facilities for, for retired folks all the time, too, and we spend a lot of time in those, and that's one of the things where we're, we're trying to see if there's a better way to accomplish that, too. Let's talk about the relocations of three. The first, let's start with 11th and Ash. Where are we at as far as that's concerned? I know it's right next to the uh, import auto place there that re- mm-hmm. uh, repairs, and there's no access to the north and so on. You've right. known that since they redid the railroad. Right. Uh, give me the update. Where are we at as far as so, something new? So the, so the new station for 11th and Ash is designed. Uh, we're still closing on the property. It was... Uh, a property that was owned by the Hobbs Corporation uh, that had a facility there for 60 years, 70 years, whatever it was. Um, And so we're making sure that uh, we get all of our ducks in a row as far as that was an old plant. There was some contaminated soil in that area. We want to make sure that uh, it's a safe place for us to put our people. So uh, we're we're jumping through all those hoops right now, EPA-wise, and, and, and doing soil sampling and that kind of stuff. But the design of the firehouse is, is pretty much done. We're working on the engineering portion. It's, it's ready to go. And then we have two others that are also pretty close to being ready to be, to be bid. 
Uh, the other one let's talk about is the one West Monroe, because you are going to mm-hmm. move off of Chatham and West Monroe and going to go out on the other side of Veterans. Is that right? Correct. Right across from Fit Club. That's Rickard Road and Lawrence, West Lawrence. And uh, that one uh, is an L-shaped slot that we it was the first one that we were able to purchase. It's ready to go. It has never had anything on it, so we don't have to worry about uh, contaminated soil or anything like that. Of course, you still do diligence. You still have to do your, your core samples and stuff and make sure that the, the dirt there is fine. But uh, it's ready to go. And then the, and then the third one is going to go uh, out on Spalding Orchard um, out by the reserve. And we've had uh, response time issues to that southwest corner sure. of town for, for years. And we have people out there that, that pay a lot in taxes for, for protection. And, and we haven't been able to uh, provide the response times that we'd like to provide for them. So uh, that while we're doing the, the other two that we were talking about, that we figured that this was a perfect time to also throw that in. How are you able, of all the governmental agencies that I'm familiar with, and, you know, being a school teacher is one and, Paulie's work for the state and I work for the state and I'm not so sure I see a lot of teamwork sometimes in state or government agencies. Um, and I'm not, I can't speak for the other departments of the city, but firefighters everywhere, I think, uh, and maybe some are different than others, but you folks have an incredibly good team approach. You really do more than anything else. Now they may not get along when they're not fighting a fire. I'm not saying it's all kumbaya and can we all dance. No, it's different personalities and different traits and so on. But when that alarm rings and you guys and gals jump on the rigs, uh, it appears to me that there is genuine caring for each other. Well, part of it comes down to our job being different than almost every other job on the planet in that we live with each other. We live 24 hours a day. Uh, seven days a week, one crew is there living with each other. Now we work 24 on and 48 off. So of course there's times when you, when you don't get along in the firehouse that that everything isn't perfect, but we know that when that bell goes off that, that we have a group of people that genuinely do care about each other. They train together, they eat together. Uh, they do everything while they're at work together. And, and I'll tell you right now, especially when I was on a fire truck, my best friends were all the people who sat on that fire truck with me. They're the ones that I went and we hung out at the pool together. We went and grabbed a beverage from time to time together, played softball, golf, whatever it is. Um, our people, it just, it lends, uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that we see things that nobody else sees. So we can't talk about some of the things that we get to deal with that we have to deal with with anybody else because they just really won't get it. So that's something that draws people together as well. You personally, um, is the being chief surprised you a little bit? I know you were up near the chief, but now you are the person, if you will. The You are the chief. Mm-hmm. Are there some things you didn't expect that are taking more of your time and so on? It's it's definitely a challenging job. It is something that I'm glad I was able to do. Um, one of the reasons I probably got it is because we're in the middle of COVID and the line wasn't out the door trying to get it. So, uh, But I'll tell you this, it, it's been one of the most rewarding things that I've done. Um, there's still nothing quite like being on a fire truck and taking care of a a medical situation or uh, uh, an intense fire where you do something where you know that you've really helped the people that work there, Th- that that does not compare to what I do every day. But 
my goal is always to make sure that the people who are on those fire trucks have everything that they need so that they can provide the right type of service to the the people of Springfield when they need it. And that is hard. And and we've been lucky enough. Uh, We started out uh, coming out of COVID and there was no money. They were talking about less fire department. They were talking about uh, less fire trucks. Um, and, and we've been lucky that, that that tide has, has, has turned. And, and now we're talking about building firehouses. We got new fire trucks. We're getting a new paging system. We're bringing on new classes. Um, all of that is a lot of work, but it's totally worth it. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, it's, it's difficult work, but you know, that in the end, that's what needs to be done and somebody has got to do it. And they pointed at me. So it's going to, it's going to be me and my staff. And I have a tremendous staff as well that, that helps me with with all facets of it. This is definitely not not just a show uh, as far as what I'm doing. We have help from uh, firefighter up. Our recruiting people; those are all firefighters for the most part. Our staff people show up, but they're, we're not recruiting people. Our people that are out there every day are the people who people see in the public, and they go, "That's the guy I want to be like." They don't they don't see this guy who's sitting with Sammy this morning and say, and say, well, the guy I want to be with is the guy who files papers and gets on the radio every <laughs> once in a while. So uh, those are the people that really are, are the are the role models for the people that we want to have in the future. I've known you a long time. I know you when you ran the restaurant downtown at the old Jimmy Sub Shop and did that and then went out to Lake Point and you were a firefighter at the time. I had just assumed, here I go assuming again, I just assumed that you went to Griffin High School. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case. It was not. I was a, I was a Sonic. Ursuline. Yes. W- what, wait a minute, as big and as strong yeah. as you are, uh, I know they didn't play football at Ursuline yeah. at the yeah. time. Yeah. What prompted that? I wasn't going to play anything at Griffin. I was 5'2 and a... 105 pounds. Come on. Coming out of eighth grade. Five, two and 105. I was teeny tiny guy. And I was like, I'm not going to get to play any sports at Griffin. And, uh, one of my best friends from, I went to cathedral grade school. So I've now put two schools out of business. Um, (laughs) look out U of I, (laughs) um, but my my best friend from grade school went to Ursuline. He played basketball, and he wasn't much taller than me. And I thought, well, if he can do it, then maybe I can, you know, get some playing time there as well. So, and sports for me at the time was was really good. I wasn't good at sports or academics, but you know, I enjoyed sports more. So that's one of the things. <laughs> Five two in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and what happened when you graduated? How tall were you? I was right at six foot. So yeah, I, I, my freshman, my inches you grew in the end of my freshman year, I was five ten. So I grew, yeah, eight inches in that or unbelievable stayed about the same weight though. Yeah. Yeah. Breezy. I had to hold on to something. (laughs) Uh, Good for you, man. Hey, it's always fun to see you. Yep. Let's remind them one more time. If they're interested in uh, a career as a firefighter, what do they need to do? They need to go to our website, www.com springfield.il.us forward slash uh, fire testing. Uh, and that test is going to be January 5th or the 7th. You get to choose which date you want. You have to sign up by midnight on January 1st. So your New Year's resolution should be to sign up for the fire test if you are so inclined. Uh, we're going to have an open house this Saturday. Uh, that's going to be at Station 2 on Stevenson Drive, 2810 Stevenson Drive. That's going to be from 10.30 to 12.30. And then we're going to have orientation sessions uh, December 10th and 15th 
and I really recommend those for anybody who's interested. It'll give you a little taste of what the, the testing is going to be like. We're going to give you some testing uh, tips as far as uh, what you need to do to, to prepare yourself. So I really encourage anybody who wants who has any interest in the fire service to come out and see us. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you. Have for a good me. holiday if I don't see you before. Will do. You Thanks. too. Thanks. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.